Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope everyone's ha having a happy Valentine's Day. Um, this is the Mindy My Black Owned Business, Women in Business podcast. I am your host, Kat English. Um, so as you all know, it is Black History Month, but we celebrate Black History 365 days of the year. We are Black History. <laughs> we don't just celebrate one day out of the month. No, we don't. We are continuously supporting and uplifting the community. And here in this space, we highlight and celebrate successful, dope, phenomenal women who are in business and are out here doing their thing. So today, our guest is Stacey Carlich and Marquita Turner. Welcome, ladies. <laughs> uh, Stacey Carlich. She is a published author, writer for children's books, and Marquita Turner, my soror, Defight. <laughs> she is a author, writer, motivational speaker, and trauma survivor. Welcome, ladies. If you are listening to this podcast, all of the show note information will be in the description. And also, once this podcast is aired, we will have all of the details for you to purchase their books. So, ladies, welcome. I am, it is truly a pleasure that you both are in and joining us today. Thank you for being available. Thanks for the invite. So, I'm going to have you both, uh, one at a time, just quickly introduce yourself, tell us about who you are and give like a quick snippet on your book and what encouraged you to write your book. Okay, you wanna go ahead and go first? You can go Stacey, first. <laughs> you wanna go first? <laughs> okay, so my name is Marquita Turner. Um, I am by trade a social worker. I am a clinical therapist, well now a, a, a clinical, uh, I'm sorry, a mental health supervisor at the moment. I just got a promotion. So I'm excited behind that. Congratulations. Um, a mother of three. Um, and as my phenomenal sister said, um, I am part of a sorority, Zetify Beta Sorority Incorporated. Uh, I am an author, a motivational speaker. Um, and my book actually is about my life. It is an autobiography. It chronicles my, my younger years, coming of age, um, about the multiple traumas that I, I endured growing up, um, but how little seeds of hope were planted for me to hope, cope, and achieve. I'm hoping that my book will give just that to others, the ability to hope, cope, and achieve. Uh, we often are faced with a lot of different traumas in our life. Everybody uh, is faced with traumas, but that, that doesn't mean that it's traumatic, and that's the difference. It's only traumatic when it affects your, your life, your uh, normal way of living in some form of fashion, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, psychologically, when it's, it's hindering you from living your best self. So I'm sharing my story, my life story, in hopes that it will motivate somebody else, encourage somebody else that although you've been through what you've been through, it's not the final say-so, and you have the ability to take control of your life and what to look for in those little seeds of hope that's being planted for you. Awesome. Stacy. Okay. 
My name is Stacy Cartledge, and I am, um, I guess, a number of things. I guess you could say. Um, I recently re I recently resigned from the corporate world. I was at um, one of the biggest insurance companies in Michigan for ten years, and um, after being there, I decided that it just wasn't for me. So. Um, I resigned in 2019, December of 2019, and since then I've been focused on things that um, I like to do. Um, so that includes being an author, a children's book author. I'm also a um, founder of a nonprofit organization for the youth of Detroit, and I also do interior design. So there's a few things that I do. Oh, and just recently I just started um, as a training of doing training for a lactic. So um, thank you, Kathy, for that. That's been fun, too. Um, but as far as the nonprofit organization of Detroit, that's for um, the youth of Detroit. It's called the Pantry House. Um, I am have always been inspired and motivated by children. I do have three children of my own, so I'm uh, also rather busy <laughs> with all these things. Uh, I know, right, Marquita? Um, so I've written two books. Um, What's in the Green Grass? I, actually, I've written seven books. Two are published. Wow. Yes. <laughs> seven children's books. Thank you. Um, two are published, and one um, will be available February 19th. So, What's in the Green Grass and The Bubblegum Boys. Oh. Yep. That is awesome. Thank awesome. you. And both of you are, are powerful, prolific writers. Both of you have very intricate writings on different aspects of life, children, and real life situations. Um, I can't, Marquita, I can't, yes. like your story, oh my God. <laughs> you have, I would say diamond in the rough, okay? It's, I hear that a lot. <laughs> I'm getting serious. <laughs> like, very, very very touching and I can resonate in some aspects but I want to give you hugs some virtual hugs <laughs> I receive them and I receive them also say to you um you are powerful you are strong and phenomenal and um I just want to say continue to tell your story because there are a lot of women out here who have stories and books in them to share. So thank you for sharing with the community. Very, very, very touching book. Yeah, and my story is actually still not finished yet. I'm actually okay. another book. It's um another book because I stopped at the age of 18 in that book. But then there's still more to come that I've dealt with even in my early adult ages because I still hadn't completely healed or dealt with the traumas that I um, experience and healing is an ongoing process it, it, right. it takes time I don't think that we are I don't think no one can be 100% healed in trauma we grow we develop and mature mm -hmm. in different ways but I don't think it's 100% healing no um, you said it correct, correctly the first time healing is an ongoing thing we, we only develop ways of coping with with um with our emotions and, and what we've dealt with so um it's just the hope is you find positive ways of coping and making things 
you know, easier, um, allowing you to, you know, get through life and still being able to live, live your life, the, you know, the best way possible. And when you're facing those triggers and different things like that, you'll know how to deal with them as they come. But no, there, there's no such thing as completely being healed. You're always continuously learning and growing and healing. Yes, facts, facts. Stacy, my daughter, who is 11 years old, she loves your books. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> and it didn't dawn on me until um, I, I looked at the uh, What's in the Green Grass. Mm-hmm. And I said, I've seen this cover before. I think it was a gift given, and then I re gifted. Okay. Because we have book drives and things like so. Our organization, Better Better Sorority Incorporated, um, when we do community service and things like that, um, we come together. We, our, my chapter did a uh, book drive. So uh, we would donate books to schools and things like that. We adopt schools. So our particular adopted school, once my uh, youngest daughter grew out, I donated her books. And I, I was like, okay, I think I have this book before. So yes, it has been donated. <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> yes, yes, but really, really good reads. I um, love it, love it, love it. So this week, um, I wanted to get your thoughts um, in discussing women of the movement. So as you all know, as women, we have been dominating the scene since we've been here, <laughs> since inception. And throughout all of the trials and tribulations, we still rise as a community. We still rise as women, mothers, daughters, sisters. We still rise through everything that we go through. And um, with that, I just wanted to highlight this uh, phenomenal poet I came across. Her name is Phyllis Wheatley. She was born in 1753, born as an American slave. But did you all know that in her time, she was a poet, one of the first poets? How dope is that? Very dope. Very, very dope. Uh, Her work was published in London in 1773. Uh, Her writings and poems were based upon uh, various subjects, talking about religion and morals in which she talked about how much she was in love with being free from being a slave. Mm Her her readings, her writings, and uh, her poetry is just so deep and intricate. Um, so much so that in the 17th century, it says white slave owners <laughs> saw evident that black people are no different from white people. They said that in this article that. Black people are just as artistic and intellectual in their pursuit as white. What's your thoughts about that? I think we can be. I think we are, and we absolutely can be. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between that we are, can be, and, and if we're doing it. Um. 
I, I think that we're we're still requesting a lot of different ways, but also I feel that we as a as black people we're not living up to our our full potential. Um so to some aspect I do agree with that. Um we're not living to our full potential and then there are other aspects that we're not given the opportunity either. I agree. So um that's how I feel about that. So it's just like a so yeah. Yes and no. So I agree with it, but then then again, I don't. It depends on who's looking at it. How, okay. how you're looking at it. Okay. I think there's always room for growth. What was the um, quote that they said? We are just as artistic and articulate mm -hmm. as them? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yes, I agree with that. Um, I think that a lot of our um, abilities are untapped. We don't necessarily have the resources that we need to get get it out there, get our businesses started, get our ideas on the forefront. We don't have that pedestal um, to actually let the public know or let social media know what it is that we're thinking or what it is that we can do. Um, I think we've always, always had that drive and the want to succeed. And um, I was reading Black Fortunes by Shamari Wills and... Um, that talks about the first six black millionaires. And mm -hmm. so that is very enlightening. It lets you know that we've always wanted to do what it is that we're doing. Um, it wasn't a lack of want or skill. It's just that sometimes we're held back by different um, aspects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are held back in so many ways, which mm -hmm. is um, still today, um, sad. It's sad and it's unfortunate um, that we have to still endure, you know, um, things of this. But again, we still rise. We still out here grinding. We still out here uh, promoting our businesses. And as yeah. you can see during this pandemic, I have seen so many TikToks. <laughs> And um, reels on Instagram about um, people really promoting and pushing for yeah. their businesses. We are our own cheerleaders and we have to continue that push. We have to continue to stay motivated. Mm -hmm. We have to continue to work and provide, you know, as women, Black women, yes. you know, we have, we, we have to, you know, because it's like, we don't have that, um, additional cushion, if you will. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us are born into this poor, so we don't yeah. have uh, the extra. So we have to do everything on our own, or we have to utilize our communities to get those resources, to get that additional support. So whatever you are doing to continue to push as a serial entrepreneur, <laughs> keep doing it. Because it's it's showing, it's showing in everything that you're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Continue to um, uplift others too, as you are doing. I think it's really important to motivate and try to inspire others as much as you can, because it really makes a difference. It does. It really makes a difference. It does. So, in talking about phenomenal women of the movement, um, I wanted to highlight. Um, 
a lady who I felt is very powerful in our community. So y'all know her, Miss Angela Davis. <laughs> I feel that um, with everything that she has done in politics and education and also being a published writer, author, and also being a part of the Black Panther movement, she's still thriving today. She's still being active in the community in all pursuits and um, still educating and teaching us the way. She is her own trailblazer in her own right, and I love her because through all the things she's been through in and out of prison and trying to be held against her will, she's still thriving. And that's why I picked Angela Davis. So I'm going to ask you ladies to pick an inspirational, phenomenal woman of the movement who inspires you and why. Oh, my God. I know, right? There's so many to choose from. I'm just going to go with the first one that popped into my head. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, um, no, take it to daddy. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, um, I'm going to go with um, Michelle Obama. Mm. <laughs> and I'm going to say Michelle Obama because she is all those things that you mentioned. Um, she is very motivational. She's all for lifting up her um, counterparts. Um, and then she was one of the first to do it, and she did it well. I don't know that I would have been able to um, hold it together all the times that she did in the spotlight as being the first um, lady, the first first lady of the first black, black president. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go with her. Okay. Well, I just want you, to, want you to know you took my person. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And on top of my right now, to be honest with you, I cannot think. Um, I will say there are so many phenomenal women. So what were your reasons for Michelle Obama then? Mm -hmm. um, just, I mean, pretty much she covered it. I mean, she's just her being not only, you know, the president, the former president's you know, wife, she was really engaged in the community. She um, stood her ground. She she stood out, actually, out of the shadow from her husband. Mm -hmm. And she yeah. was a leader in her own right. Um, and to be that uh, a person that can stand out of the shadow from your husband speaks volume about your character anyway. Mm -hmm. She was not Barack's wife. She was not just the first lady. So this woman had a had a career. I mean, even though she put a little bit on the back burner to allow her husband to shine, she still was mm -hmm. able to find her own. And what she was able to provide, not only for the back black community, but to the world itself. And I love how she did it with style and grace. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yes. I said yes, Michelle. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> With all style and, and she dressed the part. All the time. Yes. And yes. She represented for the for the leggy ladies too. Yes. <laughs> sometimes that's hard to do. <laughs> else? It's so many. Mm -hmm. So many. I know this was very challenging. That's all. Yeah. Right. 
Oh my God. But you put us on the spot with that one. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. It's something to definitely think about more often, though. To keep yes. in the forefront of, uh, of the women that have definitely not just paved the way, but who have really impacted us in a lot of different ways. I agree. I agree. So, what are y'all reading? Oh God! <sighs> right now, I'm I'm not reading very much of anything. Um, I'm transition. I'm still in in transition mode into my new position. Um, um, trying to work. I got a whole bunch of things that's on my plate right now. Um, I'm part of actually. Uh, um, a book club, and they've been sending me emails about okay. books that we're supposed to be reading. <laughs> right now, I can't even. So, I, even though, and I'm working on my second book, but I even have to put that on hold for a minute because of the other thing that I'm doing. But I, right at, at the moment, I'm not reading anything. Okay. I'm okay. also in a book club. Um, that's the book that we're finishing up, um, Black Fortunes. For, we're reading that for um, Black History Month. We went with that for Black History Month. Um, so that's a good read. I'm also reading um, Crazy Faith by Pastor Mike. So, um, yeah, so that one's really good. Um, and I am skimming through. I need to start from the beginning and start over, but I'm skimming through um, <laughs> Tabitha Brown's book. Yeah. Now, I heard that book was pretty pretty good. Yeah. Tabitha Brown's book. Yeah, I heard it was good too. And uh, she shares recipes. I hear. Yeah, she shares recipes. Mm -hmm. She shares um, information about her life story. Um, her book is really motivational and inspirational as well. So now the book I do want to read, and I'm hearing mixed. I'm getting mixed reviews about it. Sister mm -hmm. Soldier's um, book that just was recently released not too long ago. And I, I bought the book. I have the book, but I haven't been able to crack it open yet. But I've getting, been getting mixed reviews. However, mm -hmm. I do want to get into. I do want to get into that. When I do have okay. the opportunity. <laughs> okay. Hmm. What about you? Was, oh my! So for this month, I've really been tapping into um, historical reads. Um, and I came across this one that I just finished. It was um, uh, her name. I didn't write down her name. So basically, the book uh, was about a slave, her life as a slave. And she talked about how um, how they were born into slavery, how she was separated from her family, but her aunts and her stayed on the same plantation and how she had to watch families being ripped apart children taken um and then when she gotten older you know she desired to be married you know she fell in love with this free he was he was freed he was not a slave and all of the turmoil and things she had to go through uh to request her freedom so it's eventually uh she ran away and she kept in hiding to keep away from this slave, from the slave master. Um, as she got older, she saved her money and she bought her freedom. And I was just like, oh my goodness. 
I can't even imagine what life would be like. Yeah. But she lived long enough to write it, to write about her life stories. And I just thought that was truly, truly amazing. But once I get the information, I'll put that in the show notes and then send you all the links. <laughs> Please do. I have a question. What our ancestors went through, and it, you know, you prompted that question when you talked about the book that you're reading. Do you think the people now, our um, our people now, black people now, could endure, handle, or deal with what they, you know, what they went through? Absolutely not. No. For various so. reasons, we. Mm -hmm. I think um, since we've already had a taste of freedom, it's kind of hard to imagine. It. But that, mm -hmm. um, even our children, they they barely want to do what we say. So <laughs> mm -hmm. imagine having to do what someone else is telling you to do, you know, day in and day out. So, yeah, no, I don't think we could we could endure what it is that um, that they went through. And I don't know if that makes us weaker or or stronger because it takes strength mm -hmm. to be able to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to do this. You know, mm -hmm. Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth, all all the ones that were going against the grain to do what they know that was right, you know? Survival. It's like right. always in survival mode, and now survival mode for us is something different. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree 100%. May I share a story? Yes, go ahead. So I remember, so I have three kids also. That's why when you were talking, I was like three. Oh, yeah, that's three club, three club. You you have three as well, Gabby. I have three daughters. Oh wow, wow! And so my youngest one, so I'm an empty nester though, but my youngest one is 18. Okay. And um, I remember he, I say give or take maybe about 12. 12, 13, something like that. It might be even younger, 11, 12, something like that. And we went to, I don't know where we were. I think it was Gross Point, Gross Point, Michigan. And we were out there for some reason, but we stopped to get something to eat at the Coney Island location. When we walked in, we were the only two black people there. Um, my son was very, he we walked in. First, he wanted to go get something to eat, but when we walked in, he was like, I don't want to eat here anymore. Why not? He was like, I just don't. He didn't even want to tell me. Um, but as I seen him, just watching him look around, I said, is it because we're the only black people and there's a lot of white people in here? He said, yeah. I said, I would walk out with you. I said, but we're not walking out. We have, I said, those days are over. We have the right to sit down and eat, and we're going to eat. And we did. Um, now he's 18, you know, he's a little bit better with things, but, mm -hmm. you know, it was just, um, it, it was a moment, you know, really to share that, you know, he, he learned about history and that fear of what our ancestors, you know, went through. He was internalizing that 
you know, now. And then hearing what was going on in the world, mm. you know, hearing what was going on in the world and the the thought that we're we're going to go back into that state, you know, of how right. things once were, um, put a fear in him. No. No. We do not walk around with our heads down, nor do we walk around with that fear. Um, yes, yeah. So, he, he I, I, you know, it makes me wonder, as we're sitting here just having this conversation, it makes me wonder, you know, I've always thought that he was going to, he plays football, and I always thought he was going to, he, he wanted to go at one point, he wanted to go to uh, U of M. That was his school of choice. Mm-hmm. But, he ended up choosing Morgan State University. And now I really want to have a conversation with him. Why he, Why did he choose that? Instead of going to, a, you know, another school or choosing the school that he wanted. And I wonder if that played, you know, if that played in any factor of his, you know, in his decision. Right. So I'm sorry. I'm just. I had to just kind of get that out, but it just it just made me think about it. No, even more. I, I understand. Same situation uh, with my daughter, who's uh, 19. She'll be 20 in May. Um, I got one of those too. Were, you know, they were. Uh, she was raised in Detroit, and mm-hmm. my husband's uh, job moved him to Milford, Michigan. Predominantly okay. white, <laughs> so we uh, moved to the suburbs, and she had to transition to the suburb high school. Um, mm-hmm. Not a lot of chocolate in there. Um, we were sprinkled about in a community, and she had the toughest time. Smart, very intelligent, but the toughest time because of how she looked how she dresses, how she speaks. So I decided to uh, take her out and put her back in city schools, Detroit. Put her in Renaissance High School. She flourished, graduated with honors. And it inspired her to go harder for her education. So now she's at Clark Atlanta, thriving honor student. This is her first semester in college. Black engineer. And I asked her, I said, why didn't you want to go to U of M? And she said, because I couldn't be my full self. And I said, say no more. Say no more. So I think uh, to your question, it's the mm-hmm. acceptance and them being who they are and thriving in that is what I feel. Yeah. And it's sad. You know, they should be able to go anywhere and be able to do what they want and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to embrace who they are. But unfortunately, still today, you know, they can't. It is unfortunate. I like the quote over you are celebrated because it does make it how you feel yeah. and you can be your true self. Um, like you said, it is sad because 
it's a catch-22 because what about when they graduate from college and she becomes an engineer and she works where there's predominantly white people you know is she going to want to say okay i'm more mature now and i can i can um flourish here i can be who i am here or is she going to say i want to go where i'm more comfortable you know so and i understand completely because it is uncomfortable being in a room with um where you're the only one like you you know um so i completely understand but like you said it is it is sad in that sense but it's also good that we have that option to go where it it is us because there was a point in time where that wasn't an option at all so absolutely absolutely yes well well i know i'm hoping and i'm pretty sure kathy is hoping that you know them being in these hbcus Mm -hmm. that it'll give them the strength and the courage to be able to handle and hold themselves, um, just hold themselves to a higher standard, even in a room when there are no people, nobody mm -hmm. that like looks like that. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes, Y'all about to make me cry today. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I enjoy the conversation, um, and, and this is real life. This is real talk, you know, and this space is for that. It's for us to vent. It's for us to celebrate each other, uplift each other, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it as well. Yes, yes. So at this time, ladies, I'm going to let you plug your business. So um, please let the community know if you have any events coming up or anything you would like to share for us to come support. Um, I don't have any really any events at the moment coming up. Or if I do, I can't think off the top of my head right now. Um, however, you can find my book at www.phoenix2brown.com. I am on Amazon. Um, I am on all author authors dot com. Um, so there's several places where you can find my book. This is book one of actually book that's book one of three. Um, two is going to come soon after I get done with other things. <laughs> other things. So book two will be coming. Um, and you can also follow my page on Phoenix underscore. QB underscore author for any events that will come in the future. Um, also, it'll be on my website as well. Um, and also, our Facebook page is Phoenix Q Brown. Also, um, I think that's, that's it. Nice. Um, my books can be found at heartcandybooks.com. That's H E A R T candybooks.com. Um, What's in the Green Grass is also available on Amazon. Um, my social media handles are Heart Candy Books on Amazon. Book Expo in Southfield um, from 1230 to 5. Um, it is free for kids and the elderly over 65. So you can register for your tickets on Eventbrite. And then um, next Saturday, February 26th, I'll be at a um, book signing, black, a Black Expo book signing in Orchard Mall. Yeah, at Orchard Mall from 10 to 2 p.m. And that's um, 
That is being given by the West Bloomfield Diversity Task Force. And the event this Saturday is being sponsored by Detroit Book City. That's an awesome bookstore in Detroit as well. So um, visit them. Yeah. <laughs> visit them if you have the chance. And uh, come check us out. There are going to be various authors at the um, Family Book Expo this Saturday at 1230. So um, I did one with them in December and it was really nice to see um, and network with the black authors and just to um, be there with the community. Absolutely. I, I forgot. I, I'm actually, my book, you can find at Detroit Book City. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm going to get it together, ladies. I definitely, I'm gonna That's together. all right. That's all right. We're going to have all of y'all notes and links in the show notes. Um, thank you, ladies, for being a part of the podcast today. Um, thank you, all listeners. If you are listening to this podcast, uh, please follow, share, subscribe, and listen to us on all platforms near you. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. Have a day. You too. Happy Valentine's Day. Have a good night. You too. Same to you, ladies. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Nice to you. And as always, Thank you so much for tuning in to the conversation today.